Welcome to the Principles and Practice Podcast. This is where we discuss biblical principles for life and learning. I'm your host, Heather Hall, and this is my co-host, Brian Hall. Well, welcome everyone to episode 38. I have a special guest with us on our Principles and Practice Homeschool Podcast. I'd like to introduce you to Tanya Brown. Tanya and I met last year at the Foundation for American Christian Education when we were taking the Foundations course. And Tanya is a wife, daughter, sister, stepmama, aunt, and friend. Her love for her Savior compels her to strive each moment to be a kingdom-building woman seeking after His heart. Welcome to our show, Tanya. Hi, thanks. So Tanya, would you like to tell us about yourself? Oh, sure. Um, First, I just want to say thanks, Heather, for inviting me to be a guest on your podcast. It's been an answer to my prayers to get to speak with um, fellow principal approachers, homeschoolers, and women of faith. So I appreciate that. Um, As you said, I am a wife and a daughter, and I I do have a beautiful uh, stepdaughter named Zoe, who's fixing to be a mama herself to our first grandchild, Emerson. So that's exciting. Uh, I did work. I came out of the education background. Um, God moved us from Pennsylvania to Kentucky just recently. So I was in in Pennsylvania for three years when I joined my husband after we got married and had a beautiful ministry there at Twin Valley Bible Academy. So that's been a bit of an adjustment to move from that ministry into higher education here in Kentucky at one of the local universities. So, but I'm excited to be here and to talk about the Lord. I am passionate about the principal approach method of teaching. I think it is, I think it really truly is uh, the future for our kids and how they lead this country. So thank you again, Heather. You're welcome. It's really a joy to have you with us. How and when did you learn about the principal approach method and philosophy of education? Well, as I said, I moved to Pennsylvania in 2018 and I was a late bloomer. So I didn't get my education, my uh, bachelor's degree until I was in my 40s. And funny thing is, is I never in a thousand years thought I would end up being a teacher because that's not what my degree field is in. I actually graduated uh, with a degree in pastoral ministries and counseling. Hmm. That's God's providence right there that I didn't know what he was doing, but he did. So anyway, when I was uh, trying to find a job after I graduated, I looked at colleges. I looked at churches and ministries, and then I kept driving by Twin Valley. And I thought, well, there's a school there. Maybe. I don't know. And sure enough, I received so many no's and that was the one door God opened. And unbeknownst to me, I did not realize that I would end up being a kindergarten teacher for three years. But that is where I was introduced um, to a methodology of teaching, which Nate Mellinger, the principal of Twin Valley, at the time he was this was something we didn't really know. Like did we, he didn't call it principal approach. He was just getting our feet wet, so to speak. And I really was brand new to teaching. And so he gave me such a beautiful 
diving board. And he said, here's this curriculum that we use, but feel free to supplement with um, scriptures, with this, with that. They used a different curriculum that was Christian based. However, um, he allowed me to add to it. And I didn't realize it, but he was instilling that principle of individuality in me. Mm-hmm. And so that was really neat and wonderful to see unfold because then the next year, my second year, prior to starting my second year of teaching, we had an in-service. And that is when Mr. Mellinger introduced us to the actual term principle approach. And from then on, it was just this beautiful shepherd, servant-hearted leader leading his staff, leading his family, so to speak, through through the program. And so two years ago was when it actually, I knew what I was, you know, what it was called, but it that was the introduction to it. And it just built from there. So that's why I was so sad to, <laughs> in my second, after my second year, God moved me somewhere else, but it was a beautiful thing. That is really wonderful that he was able to help you start your teaching career with the principal approach from the beginning. And I love that he did it in such a very gentle way. Do you find that it coincides beautifully with your role as a counselor? I would have to say 1000% yes, because when you are teaching any teacher, a homeschooling teacher. I I believe our mothers who homeschool, daddies who homeschool, you are teachers. You know, you don't have to have that certification to say you are because you are. Mm -hmm. And um, it did really lend itself to this beautiful, beautiful way of unfolding. And I know that the counseling aspect that I learned may have been ministerial in nature as far as a church setting or a counseling setting. But my little babies who were five and six, all the way up to my middle school girls, that I did that through teaching in a principal approach way. Because as a counselor, you're taught you can't hand out something just um, in a benign way. You have to show some sympathy and empathy and some understanding, even if I'm not five or six and I don't understand exactly through the principal approach way before you hand out your teaching, God teaches you. And that is just amazing. Mm -hmm. And God knew that just like with his providence, he knew what he was doing seven years ago. And yeah, it was really neat. Mm, That's beautiful. So I'm hearing that you've been impacted by the principal approach. Can Can you describe in what way it has impacted you? Oh, sure. I want to give you one little example here because this illustrates it so well. <laughs> Last year, I we were doing a lesson, um, and it segued off the fruits of the spirit. But we had an issue with uh, lying, and that's just something that you deal with, and you and you learn how to navigate that. And so I had scriptures, and I had lessons, and. Man, because the principal approach way is to be Holy Spirit led, let the grace of God, the wisdom of God, that wisdom that's from above, that's pure and gentle and easily to be entreated. 
God started dealing with me first because I needed to guide this young child and I needed to do it in such a way that was loving and understanding. And I caught myself in that lesson to this child being convicted of my own hidden sin. Mm. And I had a situation in my home that I was afraid to confront. Therefore, I just let that stay. And something that's omitted, we think, oh, is that really a lie? But it is. And it was. And so God just used those lessons Mm. to change me. And Mm. it changed my marriage. It changed the dynamic of our marriage. And and I will be forever grateful for every single lesson God took us through those three years that I was a teacher there, because so many times I will say this, God taught me more through those years than I could ever teach my kids that I taught Mm -hmm. because you tasted it before you gave it. Mm -hmm. And that is the beauty. It's the beautiful thing of, of the, of that type of teaching. Yeah, I think that resonates with a lot of people who have learned how to use and apply the philosophy and method because you are immersed so much in the word when you're looking for those principles. And there's just no way to not be convicted of your own sins or to be stretched and grown and go through the sanctification process all the more because of it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's super important to, and if any piece of advice that I could ever hand off to a teacher in any, and when I say teacher, I mean homeschool moms too. I just, um, it would be linger and learn. Like that is one of my favorite terms that I took away from last year's session at the foundations when we were taking the foundations course together, Mm -hmm. that lingering and in the learning. Because we can tend to sometimes feel like, oh, if I don't get this in and I don't and I don't teach them this academically, then then they're not going to be set up for success. And and we get sidetracked and we say, oh, well, but I can't really pause and stay here because I still need to teach them the letter B and the phonics behind that. And I'm, I'm still stuck over here on this one. And and God just really really, really, really just pushed that down into my soul so far that I, I, I believe it with all my heart that those are where some of the most important and most valuable lessons come from. And they don't forget them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really don't. And it is important to teach them the academics. But what I love about the academic part of it being taught from a biblical worldview and a biblical perspective is that it is Holy Spirit led. Mm -hmm. we give way to that he makes sure it all gets done anyway he's the author of all things he created time you know I mean so he knows he knows our limitations as humans but he knows his limitless ability being our our father and our provider so don't be afraid to linger in the learning and let the Holy Spirit do the teaching on those in those moments because it's precious I'm so glad that you highlighted that because it makes me think of, I believe it was Dr. Carol Adams that had said that the principal approach is about depth, not breadth. 
Mm. And that might be mistaken for the thought of, well, we're just digging deeper into this particular topic, but Mm. it's about digging deeper into those principles and then letting them sink in into the fresh cultivated soil of our hearts so that those seeds do sprout and they grow and then we can go out and give to other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And those lessons, they do stay with, with your children that you're teaching. Mm-hmm. And some of those really wonderful times have been when, you know, we've had pumpkins and we've seen them smushy and, you know, we, there's the science behind that. But then you get to teach how God and how we can be moldable. And we're, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, it really does make a difference to have that, that concrete understanding of something that God has created and then tie it to those spiritual truths, just like how Jesus did when he taught. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We relate to that. Yeah. So how did the application end up looking in your classroom? I think that it's always interesting to learn about how how this works with the principle of individuality in classrooms or homeschools. And I think it's inspiring to people, especially if they start to feel a little bit overwhelmed in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I definitely understand that overwhelmed feeling. <laughs> um, it's very natural for sure. Um, well, it, we did have the Christian timeline up in our classroom, of course. And with kindergarten, one of my things was it's such a foundational place. And it is, it's very good ground to build this, you know, when you go through the days of creation, I've often said I could spend the whole year and find lessons every class, class time that always go back to the days of creation because he created it all anyway. And that it lends itself to that. And, but the timeline is very sweet when you have little ones like that, because they don't necessarily grasp the concept of it just right away. So what kind of that looked like in my classroom was we did a lesson on Helen Keller because in my classroom, I liked one of my languages to be sign language and I'm totally not sign language fluent. So it's just the basics, but it, I would go to that timeline and put a picture up there of her. And we talked about her unique individuality and had how God had made her and she was fearfully and wonderfully made. And she had some special abilities she brought to this world that opened up a way someone could read the Bible that may be, may be blind and may be deaf. And how could we, and it, that, those are the kind of things that principal approach classrooms allow you to do. Mm-hmm. And there was one holiday that was national cookie day. Honest to goodness. We went to the timeline. We looked at national cookie day, where it came from, how it started. But then that, immediately the Holy Spirit just went right back to, well, when was the first cookie, quote unquote, ever created? What what was it, guys? What do you think? And we talked about the children of Israel when they complained to Moses and God 
you know, they had manna that fell and it was a sweet little wafer. It And it was beautiful. So then we went to the timeline and went all the way back to that. And when you have unique little persons in your classroom, they learn different ways. And so a, a student who's visual or kinesthetic, they love the ability to get up out of their seat and go to the timeline and point or take the sticker or the picture and place it up there. And that interaction was just, that's that's what kindergarten looked like for us. We had show and share. We had our three Ps. We Every day we did prayers, we did our pledges, and then we did our purpose. Our purpose was always our devotional or our Bible time that we talked about. Why are we here? Our purpose is to glorify God, right? And so every single subject was so wonderfully easy to to put the Bible with. It, it didn't matter if you were doing phonics, how to write the letter C. They're unique. They're individual. All the letters of the alphabet are different. They have the, it's just so neat to be able to teach from a biblical perspective, Heather. It really is. And I think it's the key. It really is the key to create, to excellence. If you're putting everything from a biblical perspective and you are tying it in what they're learning and helping them reason through it, even on the lying or the fruits of the spirit or whatever lesson we were doing, allowing them and guiding them, giving them points of reference, but then just being quiet and allowing them to tell you what they thought. I mean, you think that Webster's 1828 dictionary would not be useful for a kindergarten kid because, well, they can't read it. Oh, but they loved it. I would say, go get the big fat green book, guys. Let's look this word up and see what it means. And they would race to that shelf to get that book. And it was such an easy way to teach them what letter comes first, what letter comes last. Is it in the front or the middle or the back? And and get them familiar with doing that research on their own <laughs> and reasoning through those those words that I would tell them, okay, now this is what it says it means. What do you think that means? Mm. It's it's just amazing when you stand back and you don't have a and I don't mean a curriculum forces you to do certain things. I just mean that when you have a curriculum as a resource, then it's amazing what a kid can take off and and figure out and come into their own usefulness according to what the Lord wants them to do. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Well, I really love how you've painted this picture of how it looked in your classroom. It's very gentle. I think it's something that homeschool parents who are very inclined to the Charlotte Mason method. I don't know how familiar you are with that one, but I think that that would be very appealing to them because it's mm -hmm. slow. You are lingering and it's at the child's pace. They're exploring. And I also am very inspired and impressed that you figured out, and I, and I know you said the Holy Spirit led you to putting the cookie <laughs> on the chain of Christianity. I never would have thought of that. 
Well, yeah, and honestly, that's part of that. That's that Holy Spirit grace upon grace, Heather. It really is. <laughs> I love it. I think we'll have to start doing that. I haven't really paid attention to too many of the, you know, national holidays that happen. There's one every day, it seems. <laughs> but oh, yes. I, that would be fun to incorporate. So what are you actively doing today with the principal approach? You know, it's funny that you ask that because I sent Nate Mellinger from Twin Valley. I sent him a picture because at my new job, okay, let me backtrack a minute. The notebook method was super duper hard for this person right here that you're talking to because I'm so disheveled. Like I'm the person that writes a note and it's like a chart or a graph that's all over the place. So the notebook method was really hard for me. However, after doing it for the past two years, especially last year, incorporated into my classroom, I now can, I have notebooks at my new job. I could not feel organized and centered until I had my notebooks made. I mean, that is legitimately the truth. I took a picture and I sent it to him and I said, I will forever be a notebook method person <laughs> now. And I'm grateful for that because it just, it's helped me take ownership of my own work. And that's been beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so I pray, even though I'm in a secular situation now, my prayer has been that God would give me opportunity to champion the principal approach method and be supportive of it, help and offer open doors of ministry to where I can still teach in some form or fashion because I've really missed that. And so any, I kept all of my resources on a flash drive, but I left my notebooks to the to the kindergarten teacher at Twin Valley now, because I wanted her to have that just to use as a resource, because that also is what this method of teaching is about. It's about legacy, leaving what God has given you, leave it behind so that the next person that comes along can see his glory and can glorify the Lord Jesus and say, oh, I know this is, this is going to be okay. <laughs> I don't have to feel overwhelmed. I have these resources. And part of that is I have a prayer to whatever resources I have. I was also very fortunate beyond privileged and blessed to teach fifth and sixth grade Bible class last year at Twin Valley. And it was a it was a class of six girls. So that was a very unique and special gift from the Lord, I believe, because he knew that would be my last year. Mm -hmm. And I believe it was just truly a treasure that he sent me. And I hope someday to pass that along to a homeschooling mom or another principal approach teacher, or even if, if someone needed that, I, I would gladly I would teach the class if they wanted me to. I just want God to lead wherever he wants to lead and I will follow mm -hmm. because I do believe this method. It has such genuine power to change our culture. Amen.
You know, I'm reflecting on what you said about leaving your notebook to the teacher that is now working with the kindergarten students at Twin mm -hmm. Valley. And I don't know if you've gone through the word study on tutor, but my friend, Jill White, had done that. And she highlights, because it means something very precious to her, which I'm hoping she'll share about on a podcast before too mm -hmm. long, that it part of the definition is teach, and then part of it is defender. Mm. And so you're leaving not only something behind that can help teach the next teacher, but you're also leaving a defense to help mm. protect and safeguard the education of those children. Mm. And I just think that that is so beautiful and it's a part of your legacy right there. Well, thank you for sharing that, Heather. That, that means a lot. I, I did, I had not done a word study on tutors. So that, um, that, that was precious. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. So you have a blog mm -hmm. a website and you also have a special project that you're working on. Would you like to share about those? Oh, yeah, I would. Uh, I do have a blog. They're devotional uh, type writings. It's called onewomansfaith.org. And uh, I'm looking to develop it a little more. Now that I'm back in Kentucky, I have the honor of having a brother who is an information technology guru. <laughs> and so I'm looking to update the website a little bit and add some resources on there for people to, to glean from. And I do love writing about the Lord and what he's done. And so that is a very precious thing to me. And in his providence, uh, several years ago, he laid a book on my heart and it was one woman's faith. I mean, this was years ago and I didn't know what it was or what he was thinking, what he was doing. I just knew that one woman's faith, God uses that and we're individuals. And this was way before I knew about the principle of individuality, way before any of that. After God redeemed me 10 years ago, it was a couple years after that. And he just began working in my heart. And um, so I hope someday my plan is, is that the Lord will just continue to guide and lead me in writing this book about different women of faith throughout the scripture and their, how their unique personalities affected their faith. And um, in God's goodness, he had me. The girls last year, I asked them what they would like to learn in Bible class. And every single one of them, oh, I want to learn about different women of faith. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And so that has allowed me to do a lot of research because these women of faith were incredible. And the way that the principal approached us is every lesson segued into another. What was that connection? What was that thread of connectivity? Well, from Eve to Mary, mother of Jesus, there was this there was this line of how they connected together. Eve had a Genesis faith. Hers was brand new. She did everything. She was the first woman to do anything, birth a child, lose a child, all that stuff. And then Mary, she was the first two, right? She was she was the one and only to birth the son of God. And so she had some new things to to um, head into in her life as well. And so I think the way the Lord's providence is that one day he's going to see that book 
written. And so um, I, I really covet your prayers and your listeners' prayers that um, I would just be surrendered to whatever it is he wants me to do in that, because I know he has a message. And I know there are lots of women out there who need to hear that their unique personality is a gift and it can be a powerful thing in the hands of an almighty God and how it can build their faith. Because I think it's so important to know that as women, especially that our uniqueness is a true, true treasure. That's so beautiful. You, you were, so I hope everybody does listen to what you have to say and take it into deep consideration and also that they visit your onewomansfaith.org website because I have to say I've visited it and you write so elegantly and you have a lovely perspective on life and a gentle way of sharing life lessons that the Lord is teaching you. And I believe strongly that when this book is providentially published, mm-hmm. that there are going to be so many women that are blessed by it. And that's going to go out for generations, I believe, as their daughters read it or they go through it with their daughters and so forth. So I'm looking very forward to knowing when it's out there so I can buy a copy (laughs) and enjoy (laughs) it with my daughters. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much, Heather. I appreciate that. And I do appreciate the prayers for certain. You definitely have mine. Definitely have mine. So do you have resources that you highly recommend for listeners to look into so that they can easily implement the principal approach method and philosophy with them? What were some of your favorites? I do. Some of my favorites, and I do want to mention a couple books before I move into the kindergarten portion of resources. There is a book called He Numbered the Pores on My Face, the P-O-R-E-S, Pores on My Face. And Scarlett Hip, oh, I can't say her last name, Hib- Hibbard Hale or Hibbard Hale. I'm so sorry. However, it is a wonderful book for preteen and teenage girls. So if you're the mama or a teacher of girls that age, it is so wonderful. And it could even be a part of maybe even a, not science per se, but just that you could take that and use that as a resource to pull from as literature or reading or or a special free time read for your students because it has a lot of really good, good encouragement for um, young girls. It was an encouragement to me at 49. So, you know, I know it would be an encouragement to them. Um, And so for kindergarten, absolutely, the 1828 Webster's Dictionary, absolutely. And uh, Little House in the Big Woods, I did read a chapter book with kindergarten kids. And this particular book, I think you can uh, find it on um, Foundations for American Christian Education in their resource, on their resource link. And I think also you had listed it as a resource too, but I'm not quite certain. Mm -hmm. It was fairly easy to move through with them. They enjoyed the stories because I let them ask questions and we would stop and we would talk. And there were just sketch drawings in the book, but it it was a very good one for them. Um, And then arch books. I got several from Amazon. I mean, there were some in my classroom already. But when we got to learning about rhyming, when when we came to that, 
I loved these books because they rhymed and they had a they had a real good rhythmic nature to them. And so I was able to, you know, teach them about the rhyming aspect, but then they received a really good biblical lesson. One of them was called The Beggar's Wish. And another one was about Jonah. So there there have so many, there's over a hundred and something. So they're really good to have in your resource library. And as far as a curriculum goes with phonics, it was very important to me that my students left knowing their letters and the sounds that they made and to be able to put them together and spell small words and read at least some as they went into first grade. Super important to me. And Super Kids is the program that Mr. Mellinger had researched and brought into Twin Valley. And I loved it. You don't have to do every single lesson. So you you can't get caught in that trap because there's so much content of learning academically. But it's not a, it's a secular program. However, whoever wrote it really designed it with these characters, these super kids characters have really good morals. They talk about sharing, they talk about teamwork, they talk the super smart lessons. I did several, one of them was about the stars. It was a beautiful lesson from a biblical worldview. And so it was very easy to apply the principal approach method to that particular phonics program. And it was easy for me not coming from an education background. It was so spelled out for me that I was like, oh, okay, so this is what I need to do. And it, it took some pressure off of me not having a teacher certification or, you know, a a degree in education. It really helped me to teach those academic aspects of it, but also it was super easy to apply biblical principles to. And even all the seven principles, I found one for, I mean, they were all throughout there. It was very, very neat. Um, And then some free resources, teachers pay teachers. I use that tons of times. I went to the Principled Academies website that you all have and used some of your downloadable resources. And that was a great help. Um, And yeah, I mean, there were just lots of different things. I'm a researcher by nature. So I liked to create things that were very class specific. And what I mean by that, the first year I taught kindergarten, the second year and the third year, Every single classroom was different. All my kids were different. And so I I knew a canned curriculum wasn't going to necessarily work. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? It does. Yes. Okay. And one more thing. One really neat book was, uh, it was called Lovebird. Uh, The author was Shellene Weaver. Loved it. My kids loved it. And she had some free downloadable resources too. And so that was really cool. So yeah, those are just a few of the things. That's excellent. I haven't heard of a lot of those. So thank you for sharing that list. Mm -hmm. So Tanya, Tanya, as we come to a close, what advice do you have for homeschooling parents? Oh my, don't be hard on yourselves. Um, Show yourself grace because it comes in an endless supply from the father and don't, 
don't be afraid, like I said earlier, just to linger in those moments when your kids just need, maybe need a little extra time because it'll all work out. May God's providence make sure of that. When we're being led by the Holy Spirit, God, he, he always makes sure that it comes full circle and their kids will get an incredible education because nobody, I loved my kids. Don't get me wrong. I don't have biological children of my own. I adored my classroom of kids. Absolutely. But nobody can love kids the way their parents can. And you've taken this responsibility so to heart. And God is going to bless that. Like he will. In the scriptures, it says he will train up a child in the way in which he should grow. And when he grows old, he will not depart from it. And parents have that first line. You're the first line of defense for your children. And you are building in them the legacy of Christ Jesus. And you're that ambassador of Jesus to your kids. And so your teaching will, it will reflect that. Even in the moments where you feel like you've messed up, I know, I know from my own experience, God uses all of that. And when we're transparent and we're open with that, kids learn from that. They just want to know that, oh, wow, you know what? It's okay. It's all right if I don't make this this grade or I don't make this you know, I don't write this essay just perfect the first time because my mom or my dad, they've modeled that for me, that it's about leaning into Jesus, leaning into his truth and not my own understanding of things. Just live out that before your children as you teach them. And man, God's going to take off with that. And your kids are going to grow up to be the most amazing amazing men and women of the Lord, because they're going to know it's okay to struggle because you give all that to the Lord and they see you doing it. So yeah, give yourself grace, give yourself time and love on yourself in the name of Jesus, because he is so proud of you. (laughs) He really is. He's so proud of you. And I'm grateful for, I'm grateful truly from my heart for parents And for teachers who want to teach from a biblical perspective, it just blesses me. That was so heartfelt. I love it so much. I see your counselor coming out. (laughs) I just think that (laughs) that is going to bless so many people to hear that. Thank you for those words. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Thank you for inviting me on today and letting me share my heart. I appreciate that. You're welcome. It's been a very sweet discussion and i've really enjoyed the fellowship with you thank you tanya i have to thank you bye-bye bye as always if you're looking for additional resources or support you can visit our website at principalacademy.com check out our shop and our blog and you can also find us on facebook at christian homeschooling with bible principles also on instagram under principal academy thanks so much for joining us all right well this is heather hall And this is Brian Hall. For Christ and His glory.